KIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about No, like, no, like, tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. Take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking, okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. Missed that last song? Want to check out our music blog? Well, then log on to www.vicradio.org. See our daily schedule, take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming, and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon. That's vicradio.org, your online home for the best of what's next. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We have heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. We have an app. Take VIC Radio with you on your iOS device. That's right. The best of what's next is available wherever you go. Current song information, in-app access to social media, sleep timer, and alarm clock settings, it's all there. Download the VIC Radio app from the App Store today. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Welcome to the Weekly Pitch on VIC, your home for the hottest takes, debates, news, and everything sports. From Collegiate Athletics, a no hit in a Liberty League Championship game. What a beat that would be. But here comes the one, two, two outs. Grounded to shortstop. Casper to first. It's a no hitter for the Bombers. Beth Fleming. To professional sports. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for Aiden. Shot blocked by Akutakupo. What a block from Giannis. Get ready and get set because away we go. It's the Weekly Pick with your hosts, Michael Memis, Jeremy Goldstein, and Marab Samad. Welcome back to the Weekly Pitch. I'm Michael Memis alongside Jeremy Goldstein and Marab Samad. We got a new intro, as you could see there, and uh, kind of combining some of the old ones that Matt Price did, Brian Hulkman did. Of course, I'm Michael Memis, and uh, this is the, I guess, fifth year of the Weekly Pitch? I don't know. It's been a... Maybe six. We're, I don't know. It's been around a while. Veterans now. Veterans now. I, I, I know. We're, we're the, I'm the longest tenured person on the show ever. Oh, um, no. Wow, Because I, 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 I may have passed Price last year. Anyway, so glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so glad to have you guys. We also got a um, we got a new producer, uh, Parker Hollander. Um, so, yeah, um, kind of back and ready in action. We're kind of a little bit more back to normal. We still have to wear masks in the studio, but we're going to be here every week rather than every other week. And... Uh, all that. Um, so I guess let's get right into it uh, about the with yesterday. Ithaca College, huge win over Brockport. Um, you know, I was in Pride. Jeremy, you were doing you know coverage for Bombers Radio Network. Yeah, um, Rob, I'm sure you were paying attention to it because you're doing Bombers Live. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about it. I mean, that was I was surprised they won um, a- after the first half because they. I'll be honest, their first half it seemed like. 
Rockport just kept driving, driving. They kept getting stopped at like the 40 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, very and good, very Ithaca good couldn't – had that one play to veto, and that was really it on offense. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't rush the ball. And even the second half, they couldn't move the ball. They had two first downs in the second half. But just the defense was amazing. Six takeaways, including a pick six. Uh, Bahamande, obviously, he hit all his kicks except for that 147-yarder, which would have tied his career high. Um, so really, defensive and special teams really stepped up there. I think it's probably going to be ranked now. Um, and I did, you know, a little bit of a surprising win, and I'm, I'm, but I'm happy they won. Yeah, and we honestly didn't, though Ithaca, Ithaca just didn't win. They won convincingly, which is the surprising part because this Brockport team coming into this game, they beat um, their last opponent 31-0. to And I was like, yeah. Framingham. Framingham. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. Basically, like, it looked but, like that in the first half. Like, they just kept, like, stopping them. <laughs> the defense looked elite, and I think that's exactly what Ithaca needs to go far in the NCAA tournament. Because, like, the best teams in the Division Three are the best teams with the strongest defenses. Yeah, and they just have to really, I mean, that's one of their games I was like. Yeah. They need to win this game to be, make the NCAAs. And I think it's really the game against RPI. Game against Union. Union, oh my, they're good. That, those unions crushing everyone. Last so if they could win, if they win those games, I think yeah. they they're going to be yeah. in. If they lose one, we'll see. Yeah. But I think they could beat RPI. RPI has not looked very impressive. Union's going to be a tough one. I think Two, Union's going to be the tough one. Couple, couple of points. Sorry, Marab. Yeah. Um, on like Michael mentioned, I'm on I'm on counting the kickoff. We were with uh, Matt Sossler and Clay Thomas. We were talking yesterday about during pregame. We were saying we thought that Ithaca was going to have to really just go neck and neck with them offensively because of how good of a team Brockport is offensively with all their true freshmen. They are true, true freshman quarterback Jack Chezer, uh, Jayla Code, I believe, their running back, who did have a solid game with a touchdown. But Ithaca's defense was stout. They had they forced six turnovers. They had a defensive touchdown. Jalen Hines, that pick six, was vital in that game. So th- I think that game just established a new identity for this new Ithaca Bombers football team that is going to really bode well for them across the season. And then the one last thing I wanted to bring up, Union's been dominant. RPI has won their first two games on, by one possession. The first one with an 18-second, a touchdown with 18 seconds left, and they only beat Stevenson 14-10. to 10. So RPI is off to a shaky start, to say the least, just to bring that up. No, I, I definitely agree. They're up to And like, like the first week, I thought they were going to lose because they were down by a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's really been, I think, I mean, RPI, even 2019, they weren't as good. And obviously, a lot has changed. Unions are really the one to worry about because they have, I think, they're running back or whatever. He's returning and he's like really good um, for Union. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, they have an easier game this week. Um, well, no, no game's easy. Yeah. They have an easier game this week and we'll see what happens there. Um, any other thoughts on this game? If yeah. not, we'll move on to some other college football. Yeah, because remember, remember two years ago, we were, the Ithaca Bombers were in a position to be in the in the tournament, but then they lost to RPI and Union, if I remember correctly. Yeah, those that's, were their so two that losses. Was late in the, that was late in the season. Mm-hmm. So, and they, we, we, um, they could play them again later in the season, too. So I think that that's very weird to be, when they pick up form, maybe, they'll be very weird to yeah. think about. And that was the first win against uh, Brockport since 2014. I think they've had two other games against them. Um, but... Another big uh, game was Oregon. They beat Ohio State. Oregon was ranked, like, I think, like 13. Ohio State was ranked third. Uh, a little su- pretty surprising, though, because Ohio State feels like one of those teams that, like, they're going to make a cultural playoff. It's like them. Alabama is going to always make it. Like, maybe even Oklahoma. Like, it, it, I was pretty surprised by it. Um, I don't know. If, I didn't really get to watch it, though, because if it was playing. Um, but just kind of yeah. wanted to mention yeah, I that. the Bombers over regular college football. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, another thing that happened, and I'm sure Big 12 fans are happy, which is interesting because they're in the Big 12, is Texas loss. Um, they got blown out by Arkansas, and they were supposed to join the SEC in a few years, and that's um, very funny. <laughs> um, but I, I just – I'll go on my rant again. Texas, USC, Michigan, Notre Dame. Um, I think those are the – LSU usually, always overrated, always ranked too high. They always end up losing, except for like LSU that one season where they had Joe, Joe Burrow and they won the championship. But for the most part, usually those teams, just because of their either their program prestige or the conference they're in, they get overrated and they don't end up living up to those expectations every single year. Um, just wanted to go on that quick rant. Um, also, if anyone saw the sign of the top on college game day, they had the top traders. Number one, 
Uh, you had Benedict Arnold. I think two Texas, three Oklahoma, and four you had uh, Judas, you know, because he killed Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so that was that was funny. And I'm sure fun. there's going to be more of those signs until Texas and Oklahoma end up leaving. Uh, FSU, um, they lost to Jacksonville State on a last play Hail Mary. That wasn't fun. fun. Uh, oh, that was fun. I, FSU's defense in that play. Ohio State, off to a rough start. They won their well, first. Well, Florida State, excuse me. Sorry, Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah, Florida I State. mean, they're not as good My anymore. They're not good anymore. Um, they haven't been good since, like, DeAndre Francois got hurt a few years ago. And really since Jimbo left. Um, they're not the same team. Um, and then also you got the final thing, the Big 12. Um, they kind of responded to losing Oklahoma and Texas. They had BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Three of those teams are from the AAC. They're three of the best teams from there. Um, except for, like, Memphis. I don't know why Memphis didn't get, a lot, didn't get invited. And then BYU is the, one of the top independents, probably the top one besides Notre Dame. Um, so that's kind of big. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, a lot of conference changes. It's very weird. Um, but it's kind of happening, and it's really more for football, but it's going to affect all sports. Like, you think about, like, basketball or baseball. Like, it's going to affect a lot of stuff. Like, baseball and SEC is going to be crazy. you got Vanderbilt. You're going to add Oklahoma and Texas there. Like, that's going to be a freaking amazing um, conference there. But, um <laughs> Anyway, any final thoughts on college football before we move it's on? It's been a weird start. I, I, for some reason, I feel like there has been no, aside from Alabama, there hasn't been really a clear-cut standout team. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. Um, and we'll see later in the year. But, yeah, Alabama, Alabama's going to be Alabama. They, they've, also, they've only played Miami and Mercer. Like, they're not great teams. Um, Miami's supposed to be eh. But Alabama's supposed to beat them. Yeah, <laughs> like Alabama like won like 64 to something. Um, we're just going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get some MLB. Lots of stuff happening there, including an awesome game last night. This is the Weekly Pitch. If you found $20 on a walk, you would think that's a lot of money. If you had to read 20 books for your class, you would think that's a lot of reading. If you had to stay awake for 20 hours straight, you would think it's a lot. But on the weekend of April 16th, Four VIC radio DJs are going to show that staying awake for 20 hours is easy by staying up for 50. This year's 50-hour marathon benefits the Ithaca Children's Garden. More information at 50hours.org. And we're back on the weekly pitch. I'm Michael Memes alongside Jeremy Goldstein and Marab Samad, our producer Parker Hollander. And we're going to go to the MLB. A great game last night. I know Marab's not happy with the result, but... I do want to say, and I saw this tweet um, about how the Yankees and Mets should always play on 9-11. I, I, I tend to agree. I think that's, like, a yeah. good thing because even though, like, you're rooting against it, it kind of unites all New Yorkers in this one cause and kind of remembering this, except for those two stupid fans who ran on the field. Uh, I was kind of really pissed at that. But. There is there was one video on Twitter of the fan. He, he, they videoed him from the stands going on. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, it's like of all days to do it, like, don't do it that day. Because, um, like, that's like a day that's where we – but um, anyway. But just a great game last night. I understand you know, the Yankees won. Judge was amazing. But I, I just thought that was amazing, um, you know. And, yeah, also I guess Joe Buck now is going to call crazy Yankee games because he last game he called for the Yankees is the Field of Dreams game. <laughs> that broke uh, my heart. That game broke my heart. But uh, And then this game, I, I was like after Judge hit that home run, I was like, oh, Stanton's going to hit a home run next at bat, and then the Yankees will lose on Chapman. It, but they luckily did not lose. If, uh, and it, yeah. Stanton Chap- got a single, if, Velasquez ended up scoring. If the Yankees lost that game, that'd be an absolute heartbreak. Oh, and they probably should have because Judge had to make that diving play on the Baez liner to yeah. right, but and also, then the Ma- J.D. Davis hit the, the Ma- double. The, that, 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 that saved the game. Too uncharacteristic that stuff. he did. Two uncharacteristic stuff happened last game. Trevor May was did, gave up runs. He never usually gives up runs, especially in situations where he's up. And Baez made a fielding error. That never that usually never happens. Like that's why. Yeah, that was a really bad yeah, throw. That was really bad. And like he's known for he's a Gold Glover. He's, and, and if you're a Yankee fan, you're like, oh, that's a double play and yeah. ending like what we've been doing, what they've been doing for so long. It was uh, just out of out of nowhere and yeah. like. Obviously, that, that shouldn't define him because he's been great. He was great yesterday. He got his home run. He got two and two for four with a home run. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was just a off off uh, one play just made the difference. Back to Trevor May. He reminds me of Chad Green this year. Mm. Both pitchers who are who strikeout guys. They they throw. They have a nice fastball, but they, they and they don't give up necessarily like rallies, but they give up home no, runs. Tr- Trevor May is very streaky. They sometimes, give up home runs. Sometimes he's really really good and Chad really, too. Really bad. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Ch- Chad's had like Chad had that those three innings against the Mets. Immaculate, immaculate inning. And, and yeah. but he's giving he gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's what May does too. They're they're similar pitchers. Yeah, yeah. it was it was tough to watch. And like what's like, the city field. 
it's a very big ball. It's a very big ballpark. And mm-hmm. I was, I was like, it was gonna. I thought Pete's. Uh, oh yeah, that was. Well, I don't think that, I don't know where it'd be, Bob Costa radio was like deep. Any, anywhere else, I mean, even Yankee Stadium would have been a home run. Yeah, no. I mean, based yes. on the re- no, I'm gonna look it up because they has a thing called a Would It Dong. It's a bot, and I'm gonna see if they actually have that yeah. home run yet. But I, I definitely do think if it was at Yankee Stadium, it'd be a home run. I don't think it would have been. Um, this dead center. center field isn't that like crazy. It's not crazy. Um, it's if, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the James I, I, McCann triple would have been. Yeah. The, yeah, so I mean, I, I'd also say like I know was I was prepared tri- to rant wait, off the wall. I was prepared James to McCann rant on the Yankees because like they had been struggling, but because they won, I'll kind of like yeah save it until they lose tonight. Until they lose, <laughs> they, yeah. But I won't be on the show for, to, to maybe I'll go on it live. Yeah, yeah. whatever. But um, if it's a crazy, they game, do. They are missing Loisaga. Like that's something that's evident because they had to pitch. You know, they pitched Chad Green, and you had, like, Albert Abreu and Clay Holmes pitching key innings for that game. And I get their— They're going to have to. I trust them both, but what I'm saying is, like, you couldn't have— Lo- Like, Loisigo was needed in this game, after, especially after Kluber couldn't get through five. Like, the yeah. thing is, they even extended him because they're like, who do we have left in the bullpen? They've been pitching Heaney all these games because of the fact that, like, <laughs> the they need to save this rest of this bullpen. Um, so bad. But who's, your, who's, your, who's the starting pitcher for the Yankees today? They have not uh, announced is it, it yet. It's either Clark Schmidt it's, it's or Andrew Heaney. Um, that's if gonna... it's Andrew Heaney, they're, they're asking to lose. Yeah. I don't understand I the, how the, they keep doing this. I think the Mets have Carrasco. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather bring up Davey Garcia, who has not had a good AAA yeah. and pitch him. Carrasco's I'd rather do that. Carrasco's I don't want Davey. Carrasco's been decent, but he, gets, he gives up an uncharacteristic I was going to say, Taiwan Walker's been awful the second half, so that's what kind of helped the Yankee offense. Taiwan Walker... He, he when he gets he's gonna get little, he's gonna get hurt a little bit and then he's gonna be consistent. Like he after he gave up those home runs, he retired thirteen straight batters. Yeah, that he was impressive. To, he needs to stop doing that because <laughs> <laughs> that's what made him an all star earlier in the year. Yeah, but he ha- he would do that without the without the bad inning. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I, the Mets, I, I the wild card is probably more realistic than the yeah. They're, they're only four the back. They're, 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 they're four back. The same amount. They oh, have no, a five huge. Back. And I don't think the Braves are losing. Five they have games. a vital series. They're playing yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals, who are one of the teams that are ahead of them. They need yeah. to they need to win that series. Exactly. Like I I still have little hope. But I'm not really that hopeful because it just there needs to be something needs some change. Obviously, like by I think we got to resign. But I think the Mets got to resign Baez. Gotta address issues in the outfield because it's not consistent enough. Conforto's Conforto's, Conforto's a free agent this year, so that's big. I don't he, know. Doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be resigned. No, the thing he, is, he he bet on himself and he, yes. he shouldn't have. So he might. If I think we give him the qualifying offer and maybe I don't know if I want to. Uh, no, I would before we were talking a seven eight year deal, but maybe like a three four year deal now. If he was going to say multi year, I, I, I deserve we'll anything. He's been really good in August and September. He's been picking it is up. Is Boris his agent? Hmm? Is Boris his agent? I'm not if, sure. So he's not coming back. Um, <laughs> just a f- fun tidbit here: Matt Price is trying to call in, but yeah, he's but not aware. We're not we're not doing callers this episode. We're gonna figure it out for next episode. But if you want to uh, comment something, we can answer that in the Facebook or Instagram or Facebook. I'm kind of monitoring that. Um, anyway, um, let's kind of talk also about the uh, the Brewers had a no hit, no hitter. Um, they they pulled Burns Corbin Burns. They should have thought Corbin. Burns Good. Burns no, you see what happened to Johan Santana? It ruined his career. So, I get. I don't know how many. Well, you don't have to send out a ton How many pitches. pitches was he at when he got pulled? Um, one fifteen. Okay, oh, that's, a, that's, that's good a, about. Actually, that's a lot. That's but I, I was thinking though, like, will it eventually become to the point because we use like it seems like bullpens are being used more and more where we'll just have like no, we'll have every no hitter be combined. It's crazy how we went from early nineteen hundreds. You were considered weak if you did not throw the whole game and, and through every game. Yeah, as well, yeah, and, every and, other and, game. and now we're. Throw in you. You're lucky to make it five now. Like, realize, those, those back then, right? Those benches. Like, imagine how much like you like. I don't. Managers probably didn't utilize them like they do today. But imagine if like you had that. Like you just had like two starters or three stars on the team, no other pitchers, and you just had like a freaking thirteen man bench or something like <laughs> Cy that. Cy like, Young. That's why Cy Young's win record is never going to be broken. He always been thirty plus games. Doesn't he have a loss record as well? Or no? No. Okay. But either way, yeah, no. It's um it's more common to combine no hitters and uh that happened earlier this year too with the Cubs yeah they were good <laughs> um but yeah and then I guess um, he had thir- he had five thirty win seasons yeah yeah no it's it's ridiculous it's not gonna happen no one's gonna have a thirty win season again no. uh, twenty win seasons can still happen I think yeah uh, it's gonna be it's not as common as it used to be but I think it could it's gonna still happen so, but thirty wins is just impossible what do you guys think of the Brewers going into the playoffs I think they're I think they're a really good team, and I think they have an easier path than every other team in the I NL agree. because. 
because they don't have to face the NL West until the NLCS. Probably. I think the Brewers are the best chance in the NL to beat the Giants. Yeah, I, the well, Dodgers. I think the Dodgers. The Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers you know, the Brewers have. They're if they're going to make it far, they're going to do it on the back of the rotation of Woodruff, Burns, and Freddie Peralta, and then they're going to need guys like Josh Hader out of that bullpen to just be consistent. I don't know how many innings they're going to really use him for. It's, but no, Omar Narvaez deserves credit too because yeah. he caught Narvaez a really good game. Great. But then they're going to need to get guys like, uh, excuse me, Willie Adamas. Yeah. Uh, Christian Yelich. It's crazy. Yelich. Yelich has had a really yeah. awful season. Like he, if he, imagine if he was his MV, like close to his MVP level. Yeah. Like this team might probably have the best ha- record in the NL. He's having an awful season for his standards, but it's like, still pretty awful in, in general. In, ML, in MLB today, he's having, he's hitting two sixty, which is pretty he's good. Only has eight home runs that's, though. That's, he's, the that's powers are down. His, his on base percentage isn't yeah. bad. Like I'll admit that, but his his bad. Like I'll admit that, but his his bad. Like I'll admit that, but his numbers are definitely like not where it should be. It's not what we expect Christian Yelich to but be. But in terms of like other stuff, um, I think the AL East it's over. Like I, I didn't get why Yankee fans were rooting for the Red Sox that series against the Rays when the Yankees were losing. Like yeah. it didn't make sense. Like you're, you want to get the keep the wild card spot at least because mm. the Yankees aren't catching up to the Rays. While it's fresh, Matt Price just commented that the comment I wanted to say was that no matter how you guys and others feel about my fandom. Last night, New York won. Would you agree? I, I agree yeah. with that, actually. I, I think, yes. uh, what was it? Val, the, the person there in the booth said that as well. And I think, like, no matter what the result was, like, just like the Fool of Dream games, like, I obviously hated the Yankees' loss, but, like, that game, it was just a great uh, game. MLB, MLB I won. enjoyed oh, the experience yeah. so much. And that game, I think, I, you know, it just didn't, obviously not the same as the Fool of Dream games in terms of the emotions, but, like, that game was just so important to, like, just the New York in general that, like, no matter who won, um, it really didn't, like, it, I mean, I wanted the Yankees to win, but it didn't really matter too much because um, either way, it was just like it, it, really important. It kind of reminds me of the 2001 World Series run where New York was so unified and, and, and the world was so unified around New York where every, that's like the only time you've seen anybody for, everybody root for the Yankees. That's true. Like, um, no one was rooting for the Diamondbacks. That, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so just to quickly going to move on to some close races we have in, in uh, baseball. You got the AL wild card, and I, I kind of mentioned that the Red Sox are up one for the first wild card. Yankees and Blue Jays are tied for the second wild card. They got oh the Mariners and Athletics Blue two Jays games came, back. Blue Jays really came out of nowhere. They, like, well, they've been, they've they, been no, good all they, season. They've been there, but they haven't. They, been their offense has been really good. hot. Their offense has been yeah. really hot. Um, and you know the Red Sox lost Chris Sale, and they have a lot of guys with COVID. So like, I get they're up one, but it is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Tough. The Yankees have a really easy schedule like coming up. They got. Minnesota, Baltimore, Cleveland, Texas. Then they got Boston, Toronto, Tampa. But if they if they could stack up wins in those games, I think they could be in good shape. But um, we'll see. I, I'm not confident in any of those teams making it. Um, and I would love to see the Mariners make it, even though they're going to – I wouldn't. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they're not good. Like They have a minus 56 run differential. But I just want to – they haven't made it. And I want to see Max Tanzer happy. Okay? Do you not want to see Max Tanzer yeah, happy? Yeah, and I'm, 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 appearing, I'm appearing on New York Take a Walk the, the, at noon, the, so I'm going to have to tell that to his the face. Mariners, but. The Mariners – can be good as long as Jared Kelenic isn't too good because that hurts. He's me. not that good right it, now. I know that's why I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, see. But I'm, I'm. Wow. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, did something happen, Marav? Or I, no? I just read. No, I just read that Jared Kelenic is hitting 164. Yeah, he's not. He's been better in the second half though. Yeah. He's hit like two something. No, he was like zero. Po- yeah, he's been better in the second before. half. And yeah. then he now uh, another race. You have the NL wild card. Uh, I guess the Reds had a Padres again, and they, it's, the it, Mets they, and Cardinals and Phillies aren't too far behind. Like it is possible they catch up. Yeah, What's, the Padres and the Reds have been through a tough stress recently with uh, games against good teams. Yeah, and I, the and it's just going to be really close. It's the, gonna go down the, the Padres really like they the second half. There's been a couple been of really teams that have been very disappointing. It's the Mets. It's the Padres and it's the Red Sox. And the Red Sox obviously are still in a playoff spot. Padres are still technically tied for a playoff spot. But they Red Sox were really close in the division. Now they're fighting for the wild card. Padres, they're 17, 17 and a half games back from the Dodgers yeah. and the Giants. Padres had a seemingly insurmountable lead for the second wild card. It seemed like you know no team's going to be close. Now they're tied, and then you obviously have the Mets who were leading the NL East, and now they're below five hundred. Still can win the NL East. I still think they have a chance, but I get that it's like five games back is not easy. But they did get like the the Braves had that that weird that you know they were like what they went two and eight in like ten games, and the Mets. So a little winning streak against like the Nationals and Marlins, so it's possible they catch up. But um, yeah, um, let's see what else there is. Um, home run race in the AL. 
So you got Shohei Otani with 44, Watch Salvador 42. Perez. Perez, yep, with 42, and Vlad with 42. Um, I don't think, you know, I think, I'm not, I wasn't surprised no one was going to approach 60. Um, I think yeah. everyone kind of, it's really hard to do it. Um, Santin yeah. got close, but, like, it is really hard because, like, especially because halfway, even the all-star point, it's already over halfway through the season. Plus, you, you eventually you're going to have to slow Otani was on pace for a while. He was on pace for a while, but I knew he wasn't going to get there. Um, and I'm surprised he didn't get injured either. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Otani's well, been doing something very, very impressive, but... It's. I feel like Salvador Perez has been overshadowed because of that. Yeah, he's doing. He. I don't. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think a catcher has gotten 45 home runs in a very long time. I don't think it's. it's I forget the record. There's a catcher home run record, uh, yeah. and I think he's approaching it. And it's just really impressive what he's doing. He's not MVP. Like yeah. I know there was people who was he had that home run streak. People were like, "Oh, we should be MVP." Chris Paul has his team sucks. Um, and I get that, like, you can still give a guy MVP when his team John, sucks. Johnny Bench, Johnny 45. Bench 45. Yeah. That makes sense. Only 38 as a catcher. I don't know how many times Perez has been a DH. It doesn't really make a difference. Uh, Javi Lopez is the next guy on the list, 43. Wait, and does that actually count? Does that count towards the record? It counts towards the record, yeah. I mean, he's primarily a catcher. Okay, so so he's good. And, all, and okay. Perez apparently is only a 28 as a catcher, so never yeah. mind about that. If we're being honest, I, I truly believe that Gary Sanchez should eventually have gotten there. So there, I maybe, he's hit thirty four. He's maybe, hit thirty four in a year. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He's actually good at picking people off the bases, but mm-hmm. um, I Not I don't think he's going to approach it. I, I don't think he'll get to it. I think he's he's regressed, and I think it was expected regression because in the minors, I don't think he hit. He like I'm pretty sure he wasn't a guy that hit for a ton of power. Like I, I think that's what I remember. So it was a little surprising when he just came up and just It was just crazy. Yeah, 53, he had 20 home runs in 53 games in yeah, 2016. Yeah, it's never going to... I mean, remember, it was it J.D. Martinez? And, like, when he went to the uh, Diamondbacks that one year, he was ridiculous. You know, you had... Same as, like, Cespedes that year. He went to the to the Mets. Um, he was just ridiculous. They were just, you know, looking... Like, if you kept that pace, you know, you'd probably set a record. Yeah, so 2017 with Arizona, he had a 1.107 OPS. He had 29 home runs. In only sixty-two games, like that's that's not going to happen again. Like yeah. that's not he's not going to do that again. He had a really good season with Boston's, obviously. Like he's he hit really good and he was close to an MVP, but he's not going to continue that. Like, and that's not that's expected. And you know, yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I, it's disappointing. Sanchez never got to that, and I don't think he's. I just don't think he's going to. And it's also hard to do that because you don't yeah. play every game. And, right. Sanchez does, you know. The Yankees love Kyle Higashioka. Yeah, I mean, he's Higashioka is not as good as Sanchez. Um, no, he's not. I, it, like, I, I'm tired of that. Like people saying that, and people complain about Sanchez every time there's a wild pitch. And I understand he's not the best defensively, but I think it also has become like, oh, people just want to like it, it's just become a fun thing to do. You just want to blame Gary because, you know, he doesn't he strikes out a lot, and you know. He's you know considered lazy, which he's not really. He goes on one knee, which apparently is not the you know people don't like that for catchers. But uh, I think he's unfairly criticized, um, and uh, he's not the only player to be unfairly criticized. Obviously, um, is there anything else on the MLB we guys want to talk? Matt about? Price did ask another question. If you're interested, yeah, I'll, I'll we'll see. what is it? He said also right now it is all Tampa Bay in the division, even though there is around three weeks left. Despite all of the tough losses the Yankees have had this year, including the games against teams they're supposed to beat, do you think the Rays would have won the division anyway? Yeah. If they didn't lose the games, they were tough? What? I think would the Rays have won the division anyways, regardless of everything that's going on with the Yankees in the roller coaster season? I think that's what he means. It, I mean, I think... Just, do we, at this I mean, the point, Yankees have a lot of, like, clutch wins as well. Like, they in that winning streak, they had a lot of... Like, they were one, one and run, one and two run the Yankees games. Yankees have one of the... They have one of the best records of one run games. So, I, I understand they had a lot of crushing losses. Like, you think about the Angels, game. Uh, you think about some of those Met games. You think about some Red Sox I was game. at that Angels game and I left after the second rain delay. So that I was I, 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 that, that was when the Yankees broke me because I was in, I was watching the rest of the game in bed and I'm like, they're not going to lose. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> They no. broke me that night. No, yeah, broke no. me. But uh, I, I don't think I think the Rays, I mean, you don't ever know. Like You could the say, you could say these good. games, if the Yankees won. But the Yankees also like you know, you could say like, you know, initially like the Yankees were behind the Red Sox yeah. and they lost all those games. Now they're about 500 against, like, every AL East team. I don't even think the Red Sox make the playoffs. Wow. I We'll see. I, yeah. I, I, think I, like, I like Toronto. Possible. Toronto and the Yankees. Toronto's it's entirely possible right the Yankees don't make the playoffs it's, either, they're, though. They're hot at the right time. That's the thing. And that's, it's really going to, like, the fact that, like, this wild card is going to decide so much for the Yankees. Like, they got to win tonight. Got to win tonight. I don't think it's going to for, like, any of those other teams. But for the Yankees, like, if they don't make the wild card, 
the fan base is not going to so be happy. I, so I have memorized the last Yankees. The Yankees lost twenty games, and it's it's crazy. It's the, the schedule in half is there's an easy part, and then it ends difficult with, with a lot of difficulty. You got the Mets tonight, the Twins in a makeup game tomorrow. You got three uh, in Camden Yards against the Orioles. The Orioles are probably going to win. I, I I don't know. It, it's the, the Yankees did not look good against them last time. Then you got three at home against Cleveland, three at home against the Texas Rangers, all bad teams. And then you got three at Fenway, three at Toronto, and then three, I believe, at Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they close the season. Uh, do we have anything else on the MB? If not, we'll just catch a quick break. Mento, Mento winning today. Okay. I think the Yankees are winning today. But we'll see. Um, but we're going to take... starting the game. We're going to take, <laughs> take a quick break. Oh, yeah. We don't even know starting the game. If it's Heaney, if it's Heaney congratulations. <laughs> I think Heaney's like a 500 record as a starter. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to take a we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, and then after that, we're going to get to some NBA talk. A few important headlines in the NBA. This is the weekly pitch. VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about. No, like, no. Tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. Take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking. Okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607 274 1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. This is the Weekly Pitch. I'm Michael Memes, alongside Jeremy Galtzi and Rob Samad, and with our producer, Parker Hollendoner. Um, and we got some NBA uh, stuff going on. So first, we had a Hall of Fame induction last night, and we talk about that class. Um, you had obviously you had Chris Bosh. He gave his ring back to Pat Riley, um, or gave a ring that for, Riley gave him back. Back. Uh, you had you had Ben Wallace, well overdue. Mm. You had Paul Pierce, the truth. Um, <laughs> did you see? I don't know. Did you guys see that tweet where he like he tweeted about him an article about himself? Yeah. Um, it was like why why uh, why Paul Pierce is like an underappreciated. No, wait, Paul Pierce, the Boston legend and Hall of Famer, was better than you think. And he just linked to the article that basically said the same thing. But that was very funny. Um, he just, I I think he's like he's very disrespected. I think it's because of like you know Draymond Green insulting him. My like you know they don't love you like that. And then also like his wild takes with ESPN and how he unceremoniously exited. Uh, he's still a great player, obviously. Like I, I won't take that away from him. He's not the Kobe level. He's not he's probably not even D Wade level. But uh yeah, I, I just I think Ray Allen also was in. Um Bill Russell got another time in the Hall of Fame. Um <laughs> which is weird. I don't know. Do you have like a separate thing if you're like a coach and player? It's interesting. Yeah, they they do. They do? Yeah. Okay. That, that's kind of interesting because I think – yeah. I don't know if how many people have done that as as both. I'm sure he's not the only one to be both a coach and a player. But uh, it's not often because a lot of times like the good coaches are ones that were like kind of like role players, um, usually like point guards as well. Um, but he was a center, and he, he did that. Um, so, uh, yeah. Do you, is there anyone you think that like isn't in the Hall of Fame now that should be? That obviously not like someone that's not eligible yet. But like is there someone we – think that's not in the Hall of Fame that should be? Well, great, great, great question. Maurice Endor, very, very <laughs> juicy option. No, I'm kidding. I, I, don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is a Nick. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe like, Ben Wallace has got inducted this year. Maybe Rasheed Wallace in a couple of years. Maybe. I don't, he didn't have his, uh, he doesn't have an accomplished of a career. But, like, that, that, that Pistons team is just really cool. Yeah. Um, I think Weber made it, and he was one of the guys that like Weber. was. We were Chris Weber. We were waiting for him yeah. to make it. Um, that makes sense. I can't think of like maybe Jawan Howard. Yeah, maybe. Sh- um, Sean Kemp is on the Hall of Fame. I'm surprised a little bit by that, and as well as Tim Hardaway. I think those are my guys. Oh, Tim. Because I feel like Tim Hardaway, you think of No Run TMC. Yeah. And then Sean Kemp, like those good 
Sean Stark. Sean Stark. Superstars team. teams. Is yeah. Gary Payton in the Hall of Fame? He is in the Hall of Fame. Like, Gary so, Payton. Yeah, if Gary Payton's in the Hall of Fame, I think Payton's better, but yes, I think those two should be in. We'll yeah. see. What, I don't know how what it works with the better. I think stuff. it's Sean Kemp's late career collapse that's preventing that from happening. That could also be. Yeah, he was... He was, was, he was he in the Knicks? No. No, surprisingly not. <laughs> I think Shermel Swift may have been on the Knicks. Penny Hardaway was on the Knicks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Steve Francis was on the Knicks. T- Tracy McGrady was on the Knicks. Oh, I forgot Tracy. Tracy. I'm surprised Shaq happened. never went to the Knicks. Like that was a little bit surprising, but I guess he wanted to be with a championship contender. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the, the Knicks were not a championship contender then, when Shaq was like going from Celtics to the Cavs and stuff like that. So it. it um, but I'm still surprised he didn't like end up like one year with the Knicks or whatever, um, when like Shaq was just completely washed and just like taking up space in the floor. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we, next thing we have is Mark Gasol retiring. I, li- I love that trade. That was so, I, that's literally a full circle trade because he I, was I, traded from the La- from the Lakers to the Grizzlies in, in his rookie year too. From Pau Gasol. That's true. That's true. That's I actually forgot about really that. It's really cool. Yeah, and he got traded for his brother, and now he's yeah he retired with the Grizzlies, which makes sense. Yeah, I still thought he had something left. He I think he's still did. he's not obviously he's athletic. Not- but he's still a great passing big. Is he retired? Retired or like is he going to play? I Europe? mean, they're getting released by the Grizzlies. I don't think. I think he's going to play in Europe though. That's the he might play in Europe. He's playing in Europe right now. So I think Marcus is a guaranteed Hall of Famer, by the way, because not only of oh, the NBA, but international and in Euroleague. Because Fair. everyone forgets sometimes that Euroleague counts as a Hall of Fame. That's yeah, why no. Guys like Vladi well, he's yeah, no, because of his international. Because yeah. his NBA career, he was great. But and also like you think about yeah he was the Spain national team like yeah, that was exactly um, but Marcus yeah, was a great player and he, he deserves all, all the flowers. The NBA also has a roses. pretty lowish bar compared to other leagues. Mm. Like they they let guys in that probably wouldn't be let in in other leagues and that's not I think I mean I'm not I don't have a problem with that I think Gasol's going to make it um, especially because it's international stuff. Um, I guess I'll remember mostly for the Grizzlies obviously because of that grit and grind teams you know they never really made it far enough. You know, but they they were always like in the playoffs. They were contenders. Yeah. Him, Conley, Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, like those were fun teams to watch. Yeah, really fun. The very defensive teams. Um, kind of reminds you of like the old style. Um, obviously, Randolph I think retired. Allen's retired. Conley's still on the Jazz. He finally made an All Star team. He's is, still I, getting paid a I'm lot of money. Randolph isn't officially retired, by the way. He isn't. I think he's trying out for teams this year. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he's not officially retired. Okay, he's I mean, out the league. He's not going. No team's going to do. Who's going to sign him? Like, exactly. it's, unless it's going to be like, I mean, the Grizzlies. I could see signing him back, like making like Donish Haslam or yeah. something like that. But like. Yeah, I don't think they're Marcus, going to. Marcus agrees with that, but we'll always remember him for that Raptors run in 2019. That's true. He, that was the perfect trade because the uh, Grizzlies got Jonas Valanciunas was great for them for a couple of years, and Marcus still, won a championship for them. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean Valanciunas is now is pretty good. Yeah, but that def- that team defensively was so great, and Gasol. You know, it's funny because Gasol's like older. But he still helped with that, like, and uh, you know, oh, that, that Raptors run. That Raptors, the Raptors run, no, like that defense was, was. I think he was like still like he was at the he was end. Sti- he was not in his prime, but he, but still, he was still really. He could still defend player. and he like was a starter. Obviously, like he wasn't at that fast, but yeah. he was able like that def- team defensively. You had obviously exactly. you had Lowry, you had Van Vliet, Siakam, Leonard, Abaka. Ha- having uh, two uh, bigs that could stretch the floor like Abaka and Gasol helped a lot. Yeah, no, Gasol always could like hit the midi, and then eventually kind of. Hit I mean, he's three. still not a great. He was not a great three point shooter, but he always could like he could make it if he left. I'm pretty him open. sure he shot above the cl- above the average with the Raptors when he played there. That's entirely possible. That's, big, that's probably why they won the championship because. He had an unreal season, and he played his role. Like, oh yeah, he shot thirty-eight percent from three with the rap. forty-four oh, percent from three. Jesus. For the rap- for the yeah, Raptors. no, he was he's, he he yeah. was able to make. He didn't shoot a lot, but he made them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess speaking of the Raptors, they're gonna be back in Canada. Um, very happy about that. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, the Blue Jays were back, so I assume that was gonna happen. But like, after playing in like what are they in Tampa this year, something like that. Like they 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 needed to be back in Toronto. It was it was time, and I'm sure that first game, those fans are going to be going insane. It's going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens. Toronto's a, a great sports city, so like, the Raptors being back, you've got guys like Scotty Barnes, who's I think is really really going to be really good. Um, so I think yeah. they're not going to be a great team right now, but they have a lot of young talent. I think they're going to be good because you lost last, Lowry. Last, the thing is. Last season was really shaky because they were in Tampa. And I don't think a team can collapse like that just because they lost Lowry. Like, Lowry's a great player. And, like, 
But like, I think Van Vliet can take over his mantle pretty smoothly. Yeah, I get that. I, I they have a lot I of think young Van talent. Vliet, hot take. I think Van Vliet's gonna be an all star this year. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, but Van Vliet, you got Siakam, Boucher is finally getting to start at center after being behind Aaron Baines inexplicably. <laughs> um, you obviously got Barnes, so they have a good young core, and we'll see what happens. I don't think they're gonna be like. I don't think they're going to be like obviously the teams of old. Like not, I don't think they're going to be like even the DeRozan Larry Raptors for a little bit. But um, they'll still they could contend. They could make a play. I could see them getting to the play-in game. Like the East isn't that strong. Um, yes, finally, uh, the Ben Simmons talk. I know it's kind of old because there hasn't been much news recently. Worth worth bringing up though. Worth for bringing, sure. worth up. bringing up. I uh, know, Marab. You said you want okay. Simmons on the Timberwolves. Yes. Okay. So let me explain this now. Ben Simmons. And Carl Anthony Towns are the perfect fit for each other. Carl Anthony Towns is the best big, big shooting threes in this in this modern generation. He is a forty percent free throw, uh, a forty percent three point shooter, and Ben Simmons does not know how to shoot the three, and that's okay because he can take up the space as a power forward. He can take Carl Anthony Towns can be effective from inside and outside the arc, and if you let, give Ben Simmons the space to do his thing defensively. He's an amazing player. So putting him next to Carl Anthony Towns and a scorer and a, a and a scorer like D'Angelo Russell will be great. And, and you guys might be thinking like trade packages. D'Lo has to be in the deal. He does. But I think. The, no, that's not. That's probably not going to happen because one, Gerson Rosas, the president of basketball operations, is very high on D'Lo and his value right now is very low in the league. So we'd be selling really low on D'Lo if we let him go right now. Interesting. I mean, contract. the Simmons the, the are going to be trading low on Simmons as no, well if they trade him. That's it, what, it, but we're, we're in the position of where we have uh, – the Timberwolves are in the position where they have leverage, though, because no one else wants Simmons. Rob, you know yeah. I've, been, I've been vouching saying if the, Tim, if the Timberwolves had D'Lo and Towns healthy for yes. once, they would be a yes, solid exactly. basketball team, and they, they never we, can. They need to see what they can do because they've D'Lo and Cat have been organizing training camp for them this last week in Miami. So D'Lo is an important part of – Timberwolves' future. Yes, he is. That's I why, agree. though, how the deal is going to get done most likely is a three-team trade. So there has to be another team involved. And I'm thinking assets-wise, it's probably going to be like Malik Beasley first, and like Leandro Bomaro, who was our top pick from a couple years ago, who's developed into a really good player. He was he was some in the Olympics with Argentina. I guess the question is, like, I mean, if you do decide to match trades, I guess you could trade Malik Beasley and Patrick Beverly because they're being paid about it. Patrick Beverly, Torian Prince, uh, one of those guys. They're being paid about a combined twenty-eight million. Because Torian Prince being paid thirty-three million. So if, you could do it. I just don't if think. You don't, if you remember a couple of years ago, Jimmy Butler left the Timberwolves for nothing. There's yeah. no picks. But I don't think the seventy-six was. I think they they're going to want Russell in return because. Russell's the closest thing they have a, to a star that they that besides Towns, obviously the closest thing they have a star on that team um, besides Charlie Anthony Towns, and you're gonna probably want that back. Yeah. But it is possible you could go three team and maybe some other team trades a star yeah. to the to the Seventy Sixers, but I I, I doubt it because I think that I think that there's no way D'Angelo Russell leaves the Timberwolves this season. Like I, I'm 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 willing to put uh, uh, I'm willing to put I uh, say it a lot, but I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be a Timberwolf for at least this next season, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's coming down to like who's going to trade from. There, there was like kings that were like floating around, they, they, yeah. but like they said they're not going to do they're, it because they, they want Tyre- Tyrese. Warriors is like a possibility, but also Honestly, like Simmons Ty- doesn't I, want. I, I treat Tyrese, for but Simmons wants Simmons. to play point guard. So yeah. like I I don't know. Simmons wants to play. That's the reason they got rid of Jim. That's part of the reason they got rid of Jimmy. Butler, or no, no, after the bubble, remember they put him at power forward and they put like I think yeah. Maxi at point no, guard or whatever. She, no, that's Milton, Milton at point yeah. guard. And I, Simmons was mad, so they moved him back to point I guard. I just came to the realization we should take a weekly pitch trip. Uh, January 18th, Nick's Timberwolves at the Garden. I'm so down. I want to do I, that. We will do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. when just, it depends on when Class is start the 24th. January eighteenth, oh, yeah. Knicks Wolves at the Garden. That. We could definitely do, we'll that. do that. And, and it's the, the Wolves, I so they will be. I've never watched a Timberwolves game live before either, so I really so, want to. So do this that. is the time to go. Exactly. I'll go. To, I'll go to MSG. <laughs> That's true. I'll go, um, I will go. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I guess it's it's going to be. You know, Simmons also you're going to be selling low though. I think like cause, because because right? he, he says he wants out. You're kind of forced to sell low with Simmons though, because D'Lo, everyone still likes D'Lo on the Timberwolves. I get that, I, and he still wants to be there while Simmons is actively asking to. I think I don't know if Simmons would which sit out of the season though. Like he I won't. He won't. So I think he's gonna get traded. It's possible. Well, what if he doesn't? He's Do you going think, to. 
what if he doesn't? Oh, he's going to. Fuck. But I'm saying, like, what if he doesn't? Fight, they may fight just, over it. The Sanitizers <laughs> might just play his, call his bluff and be like, okay, you, you want to play for us? You can. If not, you just don't play for us. I think he's going to sit on the training camp. I think he's going to take the fines. That's I, what if, he wa- if he wants to do that, he can. But, like, they, they will – I'm sure – the Sanitizers are willing to play the waiting game, I think. No, I they're think, not. I think they'd be willing to. I think at this I point they could agree. If, they I'm with a, if they had a good trade, they would have traded him already. No. Before he this stuff came out of him on a package for Ben Simmons. And I, I ben Simmons, they could have traded him I'm for Harden. If, ben, I'm high on Ben Simmons. To me, if he's proven anything he's though, he's just a stubborn, defiant player who has never really made a big play in the playoffs in his life. Um yeah, no, yeah. definitely. hundred percent. But like, they 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 could have traded him for Harden. And I think at the time the, I actually understood the Sixers not trading because Simmons was like the defensive player of the year. This was his best season. And now just because of his playoffs, like really everything has changed. Because yep. if it wasn't for the playoffs, I don't think we'd be talking about this because he was what, second for defensive player of the year? Like he was he had a really good season. Ben Simmons his jump catch is so broken. Like before he so broken. To, he used to be able to make mid ranges. That was his thing. At least but now he can't even make I those. honestly believe and I, I know we want to go to break so we can talk NFL soon. Somebody, I heard this from somewhere and I think it's true. Ben Simmons can make threes. He's just scared to do that. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. he doesn't want the narrative if he misses to be That's that's not just him. That's like, Shaq could hit threes. Think, like, he's only he's only 25, 26, forever. Like Brooke Lopez never made a three in his life before he turned 27. Now he's like a three But he could, he could he was able to make consistent But that's what you got to do in the league. Throws. That's he's just, he's just adapted yeah. to what the league has become. Exactly. Yeah, no, Lopez definitely Lopez, changed his game bro, a lot. I think that Simmons he also became a good defender, which he never was. Lopez, yes, right. It's all correct. about confidence for Simmons. Mm-hmm. He needs to get out of it mentally, and hopefully he does that. But on we'll, the Super Bowls. we'll see what happens. And uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. Um, anything else in the NBA before we go on to NFL? I'm ready for NFL. Okay, let's yeah. go. Let's uh, take a quick break, and then we're going to go to NFL talk. And, of course, return of Priceless Picks. I think Jeremy won last year. I did. Yeah, Jeremy's up to defend his championship. This is this the weekly year. pitch. Missed that last song? Want to check out our music blog? Well, then log on to www.vicradio.org. See our daily schedule, take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming, and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon. That's VICradio.org, your online home for the best of what's next. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet places at our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to ready.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Take VIC Radio with you on your iOS device. That's right. The best of what's next is available wherever you go. Current song information, in-app access to social media, sleep timer and alarm clock settings, it's all there. Download the VIC Radio app from the App Store today. And we're back with a weekly pitch. We've got a little over 10 minutes left. We're going to talk some NFL it's week one. NFL's finally back. A great Thursday night game. Um, so although excited. the teams I didn't love so watching. Um, anyway, but uh, it's it's exciting to be back. Yeah. Um, it is. You had TJ Watt setting a big deal with the Steelers. Kind of made sense. They, you know, need, he's they, one of the best defensive players. If he didn't get players. paid, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, he can, he's the anchor him. there. He's yeah, the anchor there. He's the anchor. Saquon is back for the Giants. I'm very like I, I can't wait for him to make one of those ridiculous he's playing, plays. He's, playing, he's playing today. He's playing. I, I don't, don't know what the gonna, workload is. I, probably 15, 20 carries. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get. I think Booker will see much more Booker than we will see in any other week unless Barkley gets hurt. Um, it's on my fantasy fingers. team. I have Booker and Barkley. Yeah, I'm starting Saquon. I almost picked Booker just to handcuff. I got Saquon at eleven. Yeah, no, he That's was really he, so he was picked, yeah. he was picked late in fantasy because of Barkley's injury history and injury that he would possibly not going to be available for week one. But he's back, very happy to see him back. Hopefully the Giants win. Uh, then we also got Quentin Nelson, Carson Wentz. They're both going to be playing week one. Uh, That's it was a little surprising after their injuries. Yeah, but uh, now the Colts, I guess, are going to be back to being the contenders with the Titans. I thought maybe they'd be in trouble, but it's going to be an uh, interesting race. Um, let's do you guys want to make some predictions for divisions? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Just so. just just give me a, a division and I will Okay, NFC East. <sighs> really? Um so <laughs> I mean, which I you heard me on under review previously. Eagles are at the bottom. 
I think they have, regardless of your opinion on the other, on, on the NFC East, the Eagles are just dysfunctional right now. They're also rebuilding. They're rebuilding. There's, there's a lot of question marks surrounding that depth chart, so I have them at the bottom. The the, the rest of the three can go either way. I think the, the Cowboys the, are the best the team Cowboys, in the division. Cowboys have been the best team in the division. Easily. The Cowboys <laughs> have been the best team in the division for years, but they have not always won it. So they, they always do something to themselves. I'm, their defense concerns me. Their offensive line concerns their me. Their defense wasn't terrible. Like it was the Bucks. Yes, the yes, but and Demarcus Lawrence, awesome. Diggs, <sighs> awesome. Like and also, did you see that that offense without Zach Martin? Yes. Without Zach, Dak they couldn't was run it. Phenom- they lost Lyle Collins now. So. Like Dak was phenomenal. I did, I, he was having. An but MVP. I think he's last a- year he was having an MVP season before his ACL tear. Yep. He's continue. He looks like he's going to continue on that my, track. My prediction for the East: if if Daniel Jones plays a, a solid quarterback this year, the Giants. <laughs> if he does not, the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I'd say it, I'd say Giants. If not, like if, if, if Jones has to play solid, the, he has to. I think it's the I think if Ch- Cowboys beat the Chargers next week in LA. I think that's a statement okay, game. That's fair. Yeah. Um, now NFC North. Where I think we, it's all Packers, right? Is anyone Packers? Is anyone Packers? Is anyone Packers? No, yeah. NFC Barry. South. Buccaneers, right? Is Bucks. anyone Bucks. Bucks. Bucks West. Um, that's going to be an. Interesting I got the Seattle Seahawks. I got the Seattle Seahawks. I, got the, I still really? got. I got the Seahawks as well. That's a But hot it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I think the Rams. A lot of teams are high on them because they got Stafford. And they. Yeah. I got. I got the Seahawks actually. Go coming in last in that division. That's wow! That's wow! I I hundred percent think that I think Pete Carroll's done in this uh, you, for the Seahawks. You, I said that once, and then they like got the best record in the NFC this year. So I, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna doubt them. I I think that the Seahawks. I love I love the Seahawks team. I love but, Russell like, Wilson. Thing is, like I'm also a Jets fan who wants them to lose, so I'm a little biased. Why? We have their pick. Oh, it's the Giants have the Bears pick. Exactly. True. Let's get the Bears to lose. Uh, just play they Dalton. actually could lose a lot of play games. in the just, entire year, just please. Continuing on my argument, I think the Rams and the Cardinals are going to be very good. This I think. Year. I think that NFC West, you could pick it any way, and you, yeah. you, you, no one's going to be like, oh, you just don't know anything. about I don't football. know about the Cardinals. The Cardinals, like they got, they added they JJ Watt, Watt, and they have Hopkins, and they have Murray, they, they almost made the playoffs last year. What's the, what's the situation with Chandler Jones out? Is he going to play? They, they, he's gone. I think they got to, they got rid of him. No, they didn't. Chandler he's Jones. Chandler team. Jones wants to trade. He wants to trade, but he's still on the team. I don't know um, if he's actually. Gonna, he, I don't he, know if he's. I, I'm. I'm unsure if he's playing. I'm not sure if he's playing, but, but either way, he wants to trade. Either way, they still have a great team. Right. But yeah, so no, Chandler Jones is a captain. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That's very so, interesting. I think he's still on the team. Anyway, um, so NFC West. I mean, so NFC West. Uh, so now AFC East, I think. Is it everyone Buffalo the Bills? Bills. The Buffalo Bills. 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 Uh, I, have, I have it. Bills, Bills Patriots. I got, I got Dolphins as the wild I have Bills. I have, I have, the, Patriots I have the Patriots in the wild card. card. Yeah. Ooh. Mike and I are on the same they wavelength right now. They have a lot of now. weapons this year. It depends on how Mac Jones plays. Uh, AFC North. Uh, I had yeah, the poor poor Parker. Well, actually, I had the Ravens. What's that? Poor Parker, the... who's had to see so many ACL injuries, <laughs> including my fantasy yeah, team. I, say, I had Gus Edwards on two teams. I had I had the Ravens, I, but I'm gonna go with the Browns. Now. I'm That's, gonna go with the Browns. It, we're in 2021. We're talking about the Browns winning the AFC. North. The Steelers Think are, about that, the, guys. The, Think about that. The, 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 the Steelers are not going anywhere with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. That's, yeah. That's, that's so true. Not. I feel they may make the playoffs, but we'll see. They should have drafted like a quarterback, I think. All right, so now the AFC South. Um, I, I feel Tennessee like Titans. I, I got to go with the division. Titans, but I think the Colts can make the wild card. I Derrick Henry. I I have uh, nightmares. Such, I love him. He's awesome. Do you like him? Do you love him more than Barkley? No. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Why? Because he's I, a Barkley's like on the Giants. <laughs> That's fair. Um, if they weren't, on, if they weren't on the Giants, if Barkley wasn't on the Giants, who would you like for? Uh, probably Derek. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Exactly. I was like, what? Derek um, Henry is. He was. He, he, I, I didn't get him back this year, but last year in fantasy, he carried my team immensely. So then, it was now, ridiculous. now it's time. Oh no, sorry. AFC West Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, I gotta go with the Broncos. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. I guess the Chargers, though. That does, it for the, like the that does it for the predictions, but now let's get to some more predictions. We've got priceless picks. Parker, if you go to the Marab's mic. So we, we got uh, Jeremy won last year. I think I forgot who got second. Um, I know me and Marab. No, Marab I, went, you, I went like an insane run at the end. It's true. I, I think you got losing. second. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I but, kept losing in the beginning because I didn't really know too much about football, but then fantasy football taught me a lot. Fair <laughs> enough. So first game, we got we got charge, the, the Los Angeles Chargers against the Washington Football team. It's in Washington. It's at one. It's on CBS. 
Uh, I pick the Chargers in this game. Jeremy, how about you? I'm going to stick with you, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's going to dismantle that secondary. The D-line is intimidating, but if Herbert can get the ball in the air, they can run the ball with Eckler, have a multidimensional offensive look. I think the Chargers do win this game. I, I agree, Chargers. Okay, Parker? I'm going to be the outlier here. I do not like Her- uh, Herbert. It's, he's basically a rookie what? again. He's got to deal with fans wow. for the first time. And I love the, fr- uh, the front seven. Parker, I respect you coming on here for the first time and with a bold, bold statement. Bold respect. Take. Respect. Respect. Agreed, though. The Washington football team might get torched. Um, next game, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. That's at one on CBS. I have the Titans in this one. Mike, we're going neck and neck here. I got the Titans. I don't like the Cardinals this year. I like, like that. I really, I really don't. <laughs> the, the Tennessee Titans, I, they got A.J. Brown. They added Julio Jones. Tannehill can stay healthy this year. And just, again, just give the ball to – if they get the ball to Brown and Jones consistently, that'll open more field for Derrick Henry. I really like the Titans in this game. Marab? I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to go with the Cardinals because, like I said before, their defense is scary. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones is playing – and the uh, and they got great weapons on offense as well. And I think the Titans are gonna need a little while to figure it out. All their weapons. And AJ Brown isn't at one hundred percent with his knee. His knee is acting up again. That's so that's huge. So I love I like the Titans a lot, but I think this week it's just not gonna be their week. Okay, and Parker. I am also going to take the Cardinals. Uh, I like their defense more than I did. Their secondaries leave something to be desired. But K1 is amazing, an amazing quarterback. I think he's probably going to make a pitch for top five in the league this year. And he's got DeAndre Hopkins as well as the rest of that offense. Might be humming this year. I have him as a sleeper to win the NFC. Okay. Now we got C- the Seattle Seahawks at the end of the Colts. As I said, Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson are back. I don't know how, you know, they didn't obviously didn't play in preseason, so I don't know how rusty they're going to be, but they are back. It's at 1 o'clock. It's on Fox. I do have the Seahawks in this one, though. Mike, we're going to have a very similar record to start off the year, regardless of how I'm these glad. go. <laughs> Seahawks it is for me. I just think the experience on the team, I think DK Metcalf has a really nice day today. Yeah. I think th- I think usually I'd pick the Colts, but they just don't have, like, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson both them out for a majority of the season, preseason. All the preseason. So I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks this time. Parker? All right, we're all going to feel the same about this one. I don't know if I can't take the Colts here. It's going to be the Seahawks. Okay, yeah. now the wild card game. I had the Jacksonville Jaguars at the, te- the Houston Texans of a real exciting matchup of two playoff contenders. <laughs> wow. uh, I, I am going with the Jaguars in this one. I feel like, Lawrence? I mean, it's Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I don't have much confidence yeah. in him. Although he did leave the, the, the Bills to the playoffs, I think. I think Trevor Lawrence will be fun to watch, I think. I think he'll be yeah. fun yeah. to watch. Because they also got some good wide receiving weapons as well. It should be, it'll be, it'll be a fun watch. But I'm not going to be like thinking they're going to get more than five wins either of those teams. Uh, Jeremy, you have the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. That's at 1 p.m. on Fox. I really like the Vikings in this game. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson on that offensive side, and then you also have the Bengals. Who I like Joe Burrow, but I I think it'll take them a little bit of time to get back. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase did not look good in camp. The Vikings just are a more fundamentally sound organization right now, so I like Minnesota. Marab, you got the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. It's at 4.30 p.m. on Fox. So I have a lot of pressure because my co-hosts over here are, are looking at me funny because... Marab, do what you want. If you pick the Broncos, it's just more motivation for Daniel Jones, who's listening right now. Well, I got... I'm going to say... The Broncos are a decent team. I like their defense. Von Miller is cool sometimes on defense. But no. I will take the Giants. Let's go. I will take the Giants because I think that they're just better than them. So it's a win-win because if the Giants lose, that means you just do worse in priceless picks. But so I'd rather the Giants I, win. I'm blaming you guys if the Giants lose. Okay. Uh, this is all you, Marab. <laughs> okay, Parker, you have the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. It's at 4.30 p.m. on CBS. I will say I have the most fun game to watch this week, but uh, I, I've been going back and forth about this in studio all day. I think I've got to go Mac Jones first start, first win. I don't, tr- I don't trust Tua. I love Brian Flores as well as the Dolphins' defense and special teams, but I don't trust their offense. Okay, final thing. We have the upset pick. So the three options for this is either you pick the Detroit Lions over the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears over the Los Angeles Rams, or the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Buffalo Bills. I am taking the Steelers. I feel like if any team, like, they have a lot of weapons, so if any t- if Roethlisberger can, like, look vintage-ish, then they could pull out a victory if Allen struggles a little bit. Uh, Jeremy, who do you got for your I'm not going to go Steelers. I'm going to go with the <laughs> Chicago Bears over the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are just a tad overhyped, and I don't know. I Something about the Bears just screams like they could beat the beat the Rams. I don't like the Steelers at all. That's part of it. And I, I, I just think the Bears have the best chance out of all these three teams. Okay, Marab? This is a really tough one because I don't like any of these. Yeah. Well, that's the point. The upset pick <laughs> yeah. is not a team that's appealing. Exactly. But 
Jared Goff's return to California. We're going to go with the Dream Lions. Or up. The the, the, I think this is the first time since two years ago where the Jets are not an upset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we said <laughs> the Panthers. That's why. So we the Panthers aren't that we good We can probably beat them. The okay. Probably beat them. <laughs> Parker, who do you have as Mar- your upset? Marab and I are on similar wavelengths today yeah. with, our, with our choice picks because I'm also going to take the Lions over the 49ers. Jared Goff is not as washed as everybody says he is. He looked solid in the couple snaps of preseason he played. I believe that at least early season they might have something. I don't think they're going to be contenders. Okay. Though. Well, uh, that's our first priceless pick, priceless picks, and that's gonna do it for the weekly pitch. Michael Memish, Jeremy Goldstein, Marab Samad, Park Parker Holland donor. Uh, we'll see. You. <laughs> Wait, did I did I get it wrong again? No, I, that was I got right. right. Okay, right. perfect. I'll have it good next week, and I'll probably add it to the intro. We'll see you guys next week. Same pitch time, pitch place. I believe the on the mound is next. They're not here yet. Maybe they're outside the studio. They're in the studio, probably. Um, but we'll see you next time. I'm out. Peace.